people spend a lifetime searching for their purpose. Come walk in my shoes as I find mine. You're now listening to the JK Experience. Going, okay, I'm gonna take full responsibility for the happiness in my life. Good for you, you feel you're talented in that. Pursue that, who gives a crap what everybody else says, right? When you are disciplined about how you take action on the things that you desire to accomplish, does it make you better? Absolutely. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the JK Experience. Uh, gonna change it up today a little bit. I'm gonna fly a little solo and uh, uh, talk to you guys about this challenge that um, I've been on in this path that I've been on this journey for um, over 75 days. And uh, I, so last Saturday, I just finished um, the 75 hard. That's the Andy for Selly uh, challenge that I know a lot of you guys have probably heard of it. Some of you have no clue what I'm talking about. And uh, if you go to the MF CEO, um, I believe it's episode 159. Uh, he really dives into this, um, this challenge. And, um, you know, this has been a, a big thing for me personally, as I've gone through over this extended period of time. I mean, you know, it's not just 75 days. It's really, it was the two months leading up to it. And then it's of course been the time after it, but then uh, of course, uh, all the conversations that have happened through it. So, um, I wanted, I wanted to span, I wanted to take an episode and really talk about, uh, some things that I was, I've been able to reflect and my takeaways from this experience, because, you know, out of a lot of the experiences that I've done in my life, um, this has been a pretty impactful one and, and there were a number of reasons why and because of it. So I really wanted to just take a, an opportunity to, to share my thoughts and what I, uh, have kind of come, come away with, uh, or come away from this experience with. So, um, so I came up with, uh, 11, not 10. Cause if you listen to Ed Milet, you never do any, t- you never do any sets of 10. It's always one more. So I came up with 11 takeaways. Uh, and I've, I've talked about this. If you're, if you're within our companies, uh, you've heard me, uh, talk about this at our meetings. Um, if you've been to a couple different events, I've actually spoken, uh, about these takeaways here recently. And, uh, I'm going to dive a little bit more, you know, kind of more personal into this just because, um, well, there's nobody else in the room, so why not? All right. Number one, uh, the takeaway that I, the first thing that came in my mind is, um, you know, sometimes you just need a reset about a year before this program. Um, I had an experience that I participated in that really, really impacted and changed me, uh, as an individual, um, over the last three years, I would say the biggest growth that I've experienced has been happening, uh, on the way that I'm leading myself, most importantly, uh, and then how I'm pouring into the lives of other people and the direction that we're going within different companies. And, uh, last year was a kind of a groundbreaking time for me personally. And, um, I was able to have some really hard conversations with myself and this event that I participated in, uh, really, really broke down, um, a lot of barriers and a lot of walls that I had built up over the last basically about 13 years. You know, I, I, James and I have talked about this. Um, I'm writing a, I, I've written a book. It's almost complete about the path that I've had to take when my former career, 
um, didn't ever come to fruition. And this 13, these last 13 years has been um, obviously quite an, uh, an amazing experience for me, good and bad. Uh, when I say amazing, I, I really mean amazing because there's been some really amazing, awesome highs that I've experienced, but there's also been some really challenging and, and dark times that I've had to go through in order for me to find who I am at this point in my life. And, uh, you know, a year ago I had that moment, you know, I had that moment. You guys have heard me talk about that with, uh, Colin Young on one of these, uh, these episodes, you know, I had that moment where I finally kind of was able to break through a big, a big wall in my life. And, uh, so from there, uh, you know, I had a, a pretty great year just being able to expose more of myself to more people and where I wanted to go and where I needed to go as a, as just as a man. And, uh, this 75 day challenge the 75 hard that Andy calls it. Uh, this was great timing. Um, I was looking for another reset. I was looking for another challenge that was going to get me uncomfortable. You know, I, I, I feel like a lot of us as individuals, we don't get uncomfortable enough. I mean, I know for me personally, and I was in a very ordinary routine in so many aspects of my life. You know, when we go to dinner, I'd order the same thing. When we would go, uh, when we'd go shopping, I'd go to the same stores. When we'd go on vacation, we'd go to the same places. I was doing a lot of the repeating in my life just because I was comfortable with it and I didn't want to try or I didn't challenge myself to do new things. And so in reflection of these last 75 days, it was so good to understand that, you know what? Sometimes we just need a reset in our lives. Sometimes we just really need to sit down and look at the complacency that we have allowed ourselves to fall into and we need to just reset those. So, um, you know, this challenge really allowed me to do that. And uh, I was so, once again, this is one of the first things that came to my mind once it was all done and I had an opportunity to just to really kind of ponder, you know, where we went and how we got through it and what the other side of that finish line looks like. Uh, number two is that your hardest challenges will only be fruitful if you embrace them. You know, there's some really uncomfortable things that you have to do day in and day out uh, through this challenge. And um, as I was looking at it, one of the things that was coming through is that, listen, I can either choose to embrace this and get the most out of this, or I can just be miserable for the next 75 days. I can just look at this as a, I'm just going to get through it. And I know so many of us do that. I know that I have done that in the past where there is a... Um, there's a challenge that we're faced with. There's an, there, there's, there's not an opportunity because we're not looking at it as an opportunity, but there's something that's in front of us that we must go through. And, in, and in, instead of looking at it as a, how am I going to go uh, grow through this? We look at it as a, how am I just going to go through this? That was an amazing experience for me to understand that it actually could be fruitful. If I wanted this experience to be um, a game changer in who I am and what I want to accomplish. I had to look at it as a opportunity that I was going to go through 
And how am I going to make the most impact through this experience? So looking at it as a fruitful experience is something that I think we all have to look at. There's a lot of situations in our life that if we simply just took the time to see it as a fruitful experience and that life was happening for us and not just to us, we'd actually get so much more, especially out of those hard times. Number three is that sometimes the things you can't let go of are exactly the things that are holding you back. You know, this was a pretty powerful one for me because as I've said before in the past, um, you know, I love challenges. I love to get myself a little bit uncomfortable. I love to uh, do things that um, require me to be more disciplined because I have a tendency not to just naturally be disciplined. I, I have to have things in my life that help me be accountable to achieving greater things. And so whether that's by people or whether that's by circumstances, um, having these things in place to be more disciplined is something I really enjoy because I know that I'm not strong enough to do it on my own. But um, uh, one of the things that I, it took me two, two months to really have that seed uh, kind of grow inside me that this was a, a, something I wanted to do and I needed to do. Um, it was because I just really didn't want to give up my wine. I didn't want to give up the alcohol. Um, as I've said before in the past, but you know, I've always said to myself, I've said to other people that alcohol does not control me. I do not like I'm nothing controls me. And, um, you know, every year I have an opportunity to do that through Lent and I never choose to do it because I never wanted to give it up for 45 days. I thought that like, that's ridiculous. 45 days with, without a glass of wine. Like, why would I do that? There's, there's just no purpose for that. Right. And so as I was going through this process of trying to decide, man, am I, am I strong enough to go through this? Like, I know that I can do all of the other things that are required of me through this process, but I just don't know if I can do the, the alcohol. I really had to have a hard conversation with myself. You know, I had to have some time to really do some self-evaluating of why do I want to go through this? And if I want it that bad, if I feel like my life needs it that bad, if this is the only thing holding me up, who's truly in control here? And as I went through that process, it became more evident and more clear that I had to put, quote unquote, my money where my mouth was and say, no, I can do this. And I'm going to live out what I truly say. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prove to myself that what I say is true. And so, you know, the thing that I had to give up was the hardest one was the alcohol. Um, like I said, I could do so many of those other ones. And even though they were a challenge, the one that I felt like I was going to have the hardest time was, was that. And, and here's the truth though. It wasn't after the first weekend, was it an inconvenience? Yeah. I mean, of course it was an inconvenience, but it wasn't something that I thought about all the time. It wasn't something that I, that I needed by any means. And so just that one thing that was holding me back, once I decided that I no longer was going to allow it to hold me back, it was amazing what I've been able to experience because of it. And I know in our lives, we all have those things in us 
that are holding us back because we are too afraid to give up something. We're too afraid to give up, uh, you know, the bowl of ice cream, or we're too afraid to give up our sleep, or we're too afraid to uh, give up our Netflix. We're too afraid to give up those things in our life that at the end of the day, if you really just said no to them, would actually allow you to experience a greater part of your life that you're no longer, that you don't, don't have access to. So this was a, a really big reflection for me. And, you know, for, for those that are listening, I really want to encourage you, like evaluate the things in your life that you truly don't need. Evaluate the things in your life that if you had to be open with it, are they really the things that are, might be possibly holding you back? And what would it look like if you chose to just be disciplined in that? What if you chose to just give that up for a season in your life? What would you look like after that season? Number four was the ability to say no requires so much more strength and courage than the ability to say yes. I didn't realize as I went into this how many times during the day I was saying yes to things in my life. And uh, you know, it's funny, a, a couple of years ago, I actually went through a pro, I, I kind of went through a self-evaluation of saying, uh, of telling myself that I needed to say yes more, uh, because I found myself, you know, we were raising, Kate and I were raising four children and I felt like I was the dad of no all the time. You know, anytime the kids wanted something, I always said, no, I was always the guy, always the father saying no. And so I actually had to go through a season of my life just saying, well, what if I just said yes more often to my kids? What if I just said yes more often to the things that, um, I'm saying no to all the time. And it was a, it was a great experience and it was an awesome experience to go through that. But, you know, as we get a little more settled into our life, I think it's very easy for us to be once again, very complacent and also to just, to to, to uh, start saying yes to things that, you know, at the end of the day, you really don't need to be saying yes to, you know, as I would walk through the halls of our office, you know, um, I'd say yes to that little piece of candy, or I'd say yes to that donut, or I'd say yes to that soda, or I'd say yes to something that necessarily wasn't, I didn't even need it. It just happened to be in my eyesight and I would do it. Or I'd say yes to that one more glass of wine in the evening where I knew that I didn't need to have it. And I knew that it was going to keep me up later. And then I knew that I'd be even more tired the next day. There's so many things in my life that I was saying yes to that weren't necessarily healthy for me. And it was been, it was an eye-opening experience to literally start counting throughout the day how many times I had to start saying no to the things that actually weren't good for me. And when I said no to them, my life was so much better. Like I felt better. You know, if I said no to the unhealthy snacks and then the unhealthy eating in my life, I physically felt so much better. If I said no to the alarm clock to keep going off and I just got up, I felt so much better because I was so much more prepared for the day and I was attacking the day. When I said no to um, uh, the TV and really worked on hammering out the book or working on that uh, presentation or working on that uh that uh, podcast, like everything was better when I needed to perform at that level. And I loved the fact that I was exercising this no muscle so much more in my life. And now in reflection and now having gone through that, it's a lot easier for me to say no. I have the built up resilience to actually say no, even though I have no accountability not to. I just can do it because I'm a lot stronger through that process. Number five is going through change 
is better with others. You know, one of the companies that we have is real estate, and one of the disruptors that they uh, they say are in our industry, and, and I would definitely say it's true, is that um, that you don't need to be surrounded by other people. That you can do this all on your own. That you should be able to do. You should be an individual, and you can do. Well, you can do our type of work from anywhere at any time, and I just have a huge, huge issue with that. Um, I know that we're better when we're surrounded by other people. I know that we're better when we're surrounded by other like-minded people. I know how much we grow when we're surrounded by other people that are growing. And through this process, you know, we started off with five people. We, we grew the group to over 17. We still have people that are finishing these challenges, even though some of us have finished ourselves personally, but, um, it's been a, it was, it was such a better trip. It was such a better journey having other people go through it, right? Um, we weren't commiserating with each other. We were lifting each other up. We were encouraging each other. Uh, one of the things I committed to was giving a post every day about some type of an encouragement. And then it was awesome to see the other people react to that. And then it also, it was great to have other people put inspiring things in these posts. And it lifted all of our spirits. I mean, we were all doing something hard. We were all doing things that were uncomfortable. We all had moments of weakness. And unfortunately, I mean, some of us, we, we, we did fail and then we had to start over. Some people did that, but we all, we all stayed together and we support each other even in those times when they had to start over. Right. And I'm telling you, like we were not created to be individuals. We were created to do life together. And this was an opportunity for us to go through something tough together. And we feel so much more united as a group. We knew that we all went through hard things, but we did it together and we did it with our with each other's support. But here's the great thing about it is that not one person could do it for us. Not one person could do the workout or eat the meal or drink the water or read the book or take the picture for us. We still had to do it on our own, but we had the support of each other. And that's what's so important is that that's why you want other people surrounding you. Uh, number six was uh, when improving yourself, you see very fast who's on your side. You know, we, one, of the, uh, one of the guys that went through this, um, uh, he, it was day 31, I believe, and uh, he was around his boys and his boys talked him into having a drink and, uh, you know, for one reason or another, he got convinced that that was cool and that he could do it and he should do it. And he did. Unfortunately for him, he woke up the next day going, what the hell? Like I was on day 31. I was almost halfway over through this, uh, challenge. And now I'm starting back over at day one. And it just goes to show that first of all, we individually, are not necessarily always the strongest and the most disciplined to do really hard things. Secondly, it also shows you the people that you surround yourself will either tear you down or they will build you up. You know, if you have children, you talk about this all the time with them about, you know, hey, listen, you know, you, the friends that you surround yourself, they're going to get you either in trouble or they're going to keep you out of trouble, right? Well, I think we forget as adults that, listen, the people that we surround ourselves are either going to challenge us and help us become better, or they're going to challenge us and help us become worse because they don't want us to get any better than them, or they don't aspire to do more out of their own lives. So why would they want to help support you do more out of your life? And I feel through this process, you find really fast the people that truly do 
want to help you get to the next level. I mean, I had some great experiences with people that were so proud of us for doing it. Um, you know, it didn't change them, but it inspired them to help us and inspired them to, you know, be a part of it. And, and that's okay too, right? It wasn't about changing other people's life. This process, it wasn't about us impacting or, or doing anything. on It was about us. It was about us impacting our own lives individually and doing it together. And that's a really important thing is to understand and have those people that are that I want to that want to be around you that are supporting you through that process. Number seven is that you can do so much more than you think. I know for a lot of people that went through this uh, in our group, um, you know, two workouts a day, forty-five minutes each. That was a big challenge, but a lot of them weren't even doing one workout a day for forty-five minutes. And to go to that extreme, a lot of them were really concerned, like, how is my body going to go through this, right? Um, if, if you have ever had a trainer or if you've ever worked out yourself, I mean, there's days where you're just, your body needs recovery. You need to just take a day off. And and I was concerned about like, okay, well, you know, day day five is okay and day 20 is okay, but what does day 45 look like? What does is, what is day 65 look like? How bad is my body going to be broken down? And there is no doubt that by the end of it, I mean, my body was fatigued and there were times, you know, like I could tell that I definitely needed a day or two of recovery. However, what's amazing about this process is that as you are continuing to work out and work through these challenges, you're also doing things to make sure that your body is prepared for the next day. So the water, the eating healthy, all of those things are fueling your body so that you're the most optimal in order to complete these challenges. And I will tell you that it's been life changing to see, hey, you know, by just choosing to eat these types of meals, just by choosing to stay hydrated, just by choosing to do these things, you are going to be so much healthier and you're going to feel so much better. And hands down, so many people, as they went through this experience, that's what they say over and over again is like, I cannot believe how much energy I have and how great I feel. And I'll tell you, going through it personally, that's exactly right. I, now, that, now that I've uh, accomplished it and, and I'm off of it and I've, I've said yes to a few more things in my life than I'm saying no to, um, I can tell how great I really was feeling. And I'm excited to continue that feeling in my life and, and the, the, um, the optimal, uh, the optimal feelings that I had as just as a, as a person. So, uh, I'm excited to, to continue to go along that journey and along that path. And I know that a lot of other people, uh, have taken that away from it as well too. Number eight, there's a new you just dying to get out. Well, of course, the first thing you always think about is just like the physical you, right? And in this group of people that uh, participated, um, over half of them were women. And uh, I will tell you, I know that they were just blown away by the results that they got from this and how good they not only felt, but how good they looked. Um, As the men that went through this too, I mean, you know, for the last couple of years, I've always, or I should say even longer than that, I've always had this picture of who I should look like or what I should look like. And, um, as much as I would work out, as much as I would try to do, uh, from the, you know, the minimal amount of knowledge that I have, um, I could never get to that part. And it's just like, well, maybe I just was never meant to be that way. Maybe my body's just not that type. Right. 
And, and I'm a guy that works out all the time anyways. Like I, I stay fit. Um, I feel like I'm in good shape. I've done a number of Spartan races, so I know what it takes to get into shape. Of course, as being a, uh, an ex-professional athlete, you know, I've, I've done those things before in my past, but I never got to this physique that I felt, dang, way to go, man. Like great job, great work. You know, you kind of look the part now. And, uh, going through this process, I was just, I was really, truly blown away that I could transform the way that I looked and having seen those results now in reflection and looking back at where I was at and now where I'm at right now, uh, that's the motivation to stay with it right now. I mean, I really, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to change. I I don't want to go back to the, the old Josh and the way that I looked at that time. And it's exciting that even at my, and I, you know, I'm 42, going to be 43 here in December. I'm not young anymore, but I'm definitely not old, but, uh, I know that even at the age of 42, 43, you can still continue to transform yourself. And there is a better you. There is another you that is just dying to get out, but you've got to do the things in order for them to get out. Number nine. Life is going to come at you. If the way you handle the tough times is not healthy, you better find a new way of handling the things. So I knew going into this that we were going to experience as a company tough things. Um, I knew that I was going to be challenged with some really tough things that came up. Um, I've known over the years that anytime I tried to do improvement in my life, um, the devil messes with me. And, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know if it was my father many years ago, but basically he says that, you know, anytime you start doing uh, greater things that the, the devil considers you a threat. And so I knew going into this, that this was going to be, you know, not only 75 hard because of all those things, but it was also going to put me in situations and positions that, um, I was going to be challenged with. And, you know, prior to this, anytime a, a challenge would happen or something would go is, you know, the, the way that I would handle it, of course, is I would get through the day, I'd come home and I'd go pour myself a glass of wine and it would completely calm me down or it would completely take me to a different place or it would completely allow me to just kind of melt into a different person. And when that was taken away, I had no way of working through even bigger challenges that we were faced with. And I had to learn and I had to learn pretty fast too, because you can only like, there's only so many days where you can just sit there and just wallow in that. Right. And so I had to learn some ways in order to overcome the difficulties and the conversations or the things that happened in our businesses, in my life personally, and not use quote unquote alcohol as a opportunity to just kind of numb myself through it. And I tell you, you know, it was hard at the beginning um, because that was, I, I'd done that for so many years. It was amazing to be able to find healthy ways to distract myself from that or to face it or to just man up and deal with it. And a lot of us I know don't, they don't run to the problem and try to attack it. They want to blame other people they want to look for an escape goat or they brush it under the rug or they handle it in a really bad way, which is 
maybe they do pour a glass of alcohol and then another and then another. And then of course, obviously all that builds on top of each other and it's just not a healthy way of handling things. So we had to, I had to learn how to deal with challenging, difficult situations in a whole new light and in a whole new opportunity because it's not going to, it's not going to stop. I mean, I'm still going to have these challenges going forward in life, but now I have a much better way of reacting to them and figuring them out. Uh, number, uh, 10, you want a better relationship with your spouse, do tough things together. When I first approached this with Kate, uh, I will tell you that she was not excited about this at all. Um, you know, she gave birth to four of our amazing children and all four of our amazing children. And, um, you know, she gave up alcohol for, you know, a long time. I mean, she missed birthdays. She missed Christmas parties. She missed events. She missed vacations, all of those things enjoying. And the last thing she wanted to do was to give that up just so she could be on this journey with me. Um, and then I think she was intimidated too, like everybody of, you know, that amount of workouts or that amount of water, or why am I doing this? And do we really need to do something that hard? And it was, uh, it was great to be able to have some conversations with her. And I think that the more that I spoke about it and the more that I had conversations with people, I think it also, once again, the first thing that I said on this thing is that sometimes we all need a reset. I think it just really excited her about having a reset in her life and, you know, one thing that I just absolutely love about our relationship um, is that we try to do a lot of things together. Um, when one of us is going through something or one of us is going through a challenge, we try to do that together so that we're united through it and that we are on that journey together. Um, and I, I tell you, it was awesome to be able to go through it with her because we were on the same page. We weren't commiserating with each other, but we were also going through pain together and we we're going through discomfort together. And who better to go through that with than the person that you have devoted and are spending the rest of your life with. And I think a lot of the times, unfortunately, especially when it comes to our spouses, is that we get very comfortable in our relationship with each other. You know, we go through the emotions. We, we, we know the day-to-day events. We know each other so well. We know what we like. We know we don't, we, what we dislike. We, we know how to rile each other up. We also know how to calm each other down. And if you're just going through the motions every single day, one year turns into five years, which turns into 10 years and the 15 years. And then one day you wake up and you don't recognize each other. One day you wake up and you don't know who each other are anymore. And whether you do a challenge like this or whether you just decide to do something, but do something together and, and do something kind of tough where it takes a little bit of grit from both of you, where it takes some discipline from both of you, where it takes both of you at one point or another to be helping support the other person, where one person is leaning on each other and needing that support and you can be that support for them. But then also there's going to be times where you need that support as well too. Like when you go through tough times together, it should be drawing you closer together. And if you're not doing that enough, when you are hit with a tragedy, when you are hit with a really challenging, tough time, it's it more than likely, it's not going to drive you together. It's going to drive you apart. And so as you're thinking about where you're at in your relationship 
If you are in a relationship right now where you don't know if it's on fire, then it's not on fire, by the way. But if you want to get that fire back with your significant other, do something tough together. Make a commitment with each other, for each other. And I will tell you, like it's, you're going to have some tough conversations. You're going to have some hard times, but when you get through it together, you will be closer and your marriage will be that much more on fire. All right. Number 11, I'm going to wrap this up here. If you can push past the moment, you can chase any dream you decide to. If you can push past the moment, you can chase any dream you decide to. You know, as I, as I thought about this last one, there were so many moments, so many moments that I could have said yes. There's so many moments where I had the opportunity to make the excuse. There were so many moments where I could have just, I could have just thrown in the towel and, um, of course, there would have been repercussions, right? I would have let people down, but I, there, I, who cares? At the end of the day, I could have done it and then people would have forgiven me and they would have been like, well, that's too bad, Josh. You know, It's too bad they didn't finish it, but we're going to keep moving forward, right? And it would have been a separating piece and they would have gone on to see that success. And then I would have wallowed in my sorrow. But I think a lot of people, I know for a fact, a lot of people are, don't have the ability to get through the moment. You know, Every opportunity, every moment that you have, there's two outcomes right? You're either going to choose to do the thing that's best for you or you're going to choose to do the thing that is best for you in the moment. And oftentimes we want that instant gratification and we're not willing to sacrifice what we want in the moment for what we want in the future. And if you can control that, if you can get better at taking control of the moment, it'll give you the ability to chase whatever dream that you want to chase down. I was talking to a group of leaders today and everybody wants to know. I wanted to know. Hell, when I got into this, I wanted to know what, is, what does it take to be a great leader? How, how do I become this great leader? And I wanted, you know, honestly, I wanted the one magic pill. I wanted the blue pill that said, boom, if you do this one thing, this is what it's going to be. Like, this is how you turn your life around. And it's not one thing. I mean, how many episodes have we done on this JK experience? And we talk about new things every single time. Now, you'll start to hear us repeat some things because they all coincide with each other, but we're doing and talking about new things because leadership is about adjusting. Leadership is about what John C. Maxwell talks is leader shifting in your life because at every next level, there's another level. You know, you get to that first mountain range and you get to the top of it and you feel like, oh my God, this is awesome. I'm so glad I got here. And then you look out and you're like, oh crap, there's 55 more different peaks out there and I'm only on peak one. But here's the great thing is that after you reach that second peak or that third peak or that fourth peak, you start getting excited because you start to see the person that you're becoming and everything that is possible in your life when you start to go and attack it. There's a quote that James and I have talked about in the past, and I kind of ended today's uh, leadership talk about if the person you are today doesn't inspire the person you were a year ago, you're not challenging yourself enough. 
And I will tell you that if you can push past the moments, if you can, if you can choose to say no to the things that you want now, to the things that you want in the future and the person you want to become in the future, if you can choose to push past the moments, the future you will inspire you. You know, we're getting into that time of the year where we're doing a lot of self-reflection and we're doing a lot of gratitude and thankfulness in our lives and what the year has unfolded and how we, how we can look at that and go, you know, thank God, like what an amazing year, what an awesome year. And as you look into the future uh, for 2020, you're going to have an opportunity to become anybody you want. You're going to have this opportunity to start that new venture, to challenge yourself for those new goals, to reach for something that you never thought you could possibly reach for. Like you have that opportunity because 2020 is still undecided. And when you envision who you will become December 31st, 2020, who you need to become in order to accomplish all of those goals, right now, that person should inspire you. Right now, when you look at that person and visualize that person, you should get excited by who you're going to become. If you're not, then you need to reevaluate what you want to accomplish next year. That's all I got for you guys today, but that was my reflections. Hey, thanks for being on the journey with me, you guys. Uh, this has been this has been so much fun to do. And uh, I know James isn't here today, but I got to tell you a big shout out to this guy because he uh, uh, he makes these podcasts so great and uh, we would not provide the value uh, that we do if I didn't have him on here. So we've got some great episodes coming up, you guys. I'm excited about what we're going to be providing here at the, uh, the end of... 2019. You know, we still got a month and a half, but it's amazing how time will fly as we get into these holiday seasons. But, uh, you know, I'm just so grateful for all of you out there that are listening, all of you that um, have been giving us feedback. Uh, you know, thanks for the reviews. If you haven't given a review yet, I just ask you, please do that. It just would mean a lot to us. We want to you know, of course, we want to know how we're doing and we want to know if we're making an impact. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, thanks for thanks for sharing it too. You know, one of the great things is that I, we've heard back from people of how many times they've shared an episode with somebody else and it made an impact in their life. And uh, you know, as leaders, that's what we choose to do, right? The, the really good leaders they choose to pour into the lives of others, and it's about giving to other people. And um, if you hear something on one of these episodes. And if you are inspired by something on one of these episodes, be always thinking of who needs to hear this message, who needs to be inspired by what was just said, right? As a great leader, you should be looking at how do you pour into the lives of other people. So you guys have an awesome rest of your week. And I can't tell you once again, how much we appreciate you guys listening. And we'll talk very soon. Wait, before you go, we want you to know how thankful we are for you listening to the JK Experience. You're the reason we keep sharing valuable content every week. 
If you found any value in this podcast, please subscribe to our channel and write us an honest review. We want to know what you think so that we can grow with you. We'll catch you next time.